Welcome back to the Commission Podcast and to our summer series covering the great talks and seminars from Revive, our annual festival bringing together churches from the network here in London to a field in Canterbury for a weekend of great Bible teaching, worship, and fellowship together as a network. The theme this year was Faithful Through the Storm, a reminder that God is continually faithful to us. Because of that, we can remain faithful to Him. This last talk from our main series is from Tom Sweetman, pastor at Cornerstone Kingston, during our all-age service on the Parable of the Talents. Enjoy. Okay, well, uh, good afternoon, everybody, and a very warm welcome to this final Bible session of Revive 2023. My name is Tom Sweetman. I'm one of the pastors at Cornerstone Church in Kingston, upon Thames. They've been working on that all weekend, so it's pleased to hear you in good voice. And uh, as you know by now, and as we've heard so wonderfully already this afternoon, our theme this weekend has been the faithfulness of God to us, God's faithfulness to us through all the ups and downs and the highs and the lows of life. And in this last session together, we're going to have a think about what it means for us as followers of Jesus Christ to be faithful to the God who is so faithful to us. And to do that, we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 25. So you're going to need to be able to see a Bible, whether it's on your phone, whether you've got a Bible uh, in your bag or whatever. Turn up Matthew chapter 25 and look at verse 14. And we're going to spend just a few minutes in this story of the bags of gold or the parable of the talents, uh, as it's sometimes known. Now, Matthew 25, in one sense, is a chapter all about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, is coming back again. So if you have a look at Matthew 25, verse 31, it says, When the Son of Man, that's Jesus, comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. So the Bible tells us that there is a day coming when Jesus is going to come again and he's going to sit on a glorious throne. Now, what is that going to be like? And as we wait for him, how can we, how should we be faithful with the things that he has given to us? That is the subject of Matthew 25, verse 14 and onwards. And in order to help me tell this story, I'm going to need my three volunteers. Okay, so will you put your hands together and welcome three servants coming onto the stage? Here they are. It's our three servants. You can stand at the back here. These are the three servants, and uh, let's pick up our reading in verse 14, okay? This is scene one, scene one of the story. We've got a master, this is Jesus, and he does two things. He's going to give, and he's going to go. He gives and goes. That's scene one, okay? Verse 14, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Now, on this table, underneath this rather fetching tablecloth, I have got those quantities of gold. Is that exciting? You ready to see the gold? How many of you thought this was going to be the Lord's Supper, by the way, just out of interest? It's not going to be that, okay? Here it is. So underneath the tablecloth, 
we have the gold, okay? Now, Jesus tells us that the first servant was entrusted with, or he was given, five bars, bags of gold. So here's the first servant. And Jesus tells us that this first servant, on receiving his bars of gold, went immediately in order to put them to work. He went away and he thought about, what can I do with this gold that's going to really please my master? What's he going to want to see? I know, I'm going to put it to work, I'm going to use it, I'm going to invest it, I'm going to try and do as much as I can for my master before he goes, while he's gone. To the second servant, he entrusted two bars of gold. Just hold those bars up. Look at those. Two bars of gold. And Jesus tells us that this servant did exactly the same thing. She went away and she started putting the gold to work. She invested it. She wanted to use it. Same as the first one. She thought, what can I do to maximize my master's gold? But the third one was a little bit different. The third one was entrusted with one bar of gold. And he took up his gold and he took up his mini spade and instead of thinking about how he could put it to work and maximize it for his master, he went round the back of the house, dug a small hole, and put his gold bar in the ground. And then Jesus tells us that after entrusting his wealth to his servants, he went away on this long journey. So that's scene one, okay? He gives and he goes. Now you might wonder, and it would be a fair question, why is it that Jesus gives different amounts of gold to these different servants? Why does he do that? Because it might feel or it might seem that that's a little bit unfair, isn't it? Five to one, two to another, and one to the last one. Well, what's that all about? Well, if you have a look in your Bibles, and hopefully it's on your phones as well, right at the bottom of the chapter, you'll see a little footnote, which is just some extra words to help explain what's in the story. And this is quite interesting. Have a look at um, what we uh, read there. A talent, or in this case, a bag of gold, was worth about 20 years of a day laborer's wage. 20 years of a day laborer's wage. Now, to be honest, it's actually quite hard to work out the sort of sum that we're looking at there. But it is more than a few quid, put it that way. It is tens if not a hundred thousand pounds, one bar, one bag of gold, could be as much as a hundred thousand pounds. Now, before I um, was preparing this, or while I was preparing this, I googled what an average ten-year-old gets by way of pocket money. Okay, so I don't know how many any ten-year-olds in the house here. Few ten-year-olds, few ten-year-olds. So you can just tell me if this is true. Okay, so apparently the average ten-year-old gets £5.40 a week pocket money. Some of the, some of the kids are, are gasping in horror that their friends might be receiving more. Some are thinking, that's stingy, I get four times that per week. Some of the parents are going to have to have difficult conversations on the way home, I think, with their children. £5.40 a week for the average 10-year-old. Now, any young budding mathematicians in the room can try and answer this. How long do you think it would take at £5.40 a week 
to get to the sum of £100,000. 357 years. 357 years worth of weekly savings will get to £100,000. Now that is about as much as one of these bags of gold was worth. And so what's the point of that? Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that we see 521 and we think, well, that's a bit stingy, that's a bit unfair. But now we realize the sort of quantity of money that we're talking about. And now we realize that actually this master has been stingy to no one. He has been extremely generous to every single one of his servants. So that's scene one, okay? He gives and he goes. You ready for scene two? Scene two, the master returns and he reviews. He gives and he goes, and he returns and he reviews, okay? So let's pick up the story in verse 19. If you have a look at verse 19. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold came in. Hello? He's back. Master, welcome back. Great to see you. Just wait until you see this. Bring in the bags. Here we go. What is this? What have you got here? Okay, sounds weighty. What do you think of this? We're playing with the quantities a bit in this story, okay? Is that it? Um, oh, wait. One more bag? Oh. Okay, what do you think of that? It's a pretty impressive return, isn't it? Okay, and then Jesus tells us that the second servant came back. You want to welcome the second servant? Here's the second servant. Wow, look at that, stick it down. Very, very good. Okay, well done. So we're told in this story that the first two servants come back and the first one has made another five and the second one has made another two. And the master is obviously very excited about this. But look at what he says in verse 21. Just have a look at his response. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Can you feel the excitement just flowing out of him? Well done, my servants. Five more? That's really impressive. Well done. Two more? Excellent work. Well done. But do you know what I love most of all? Do you know what I love than having more gold? 
I love the fact that you were faithful. You were faithful. You did exactly what I wanted with the things that I gave you, and I'm thrilled to see what you've done. Verse 21, you have been faithful. Well done, faithful servant. Verse 23, well done, faithful servant. You have been faithful. Faithful, 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 faithful. And you see, why is it that both of these servants, although making different amounts, end up with the same reward? Because Jesus wants to underline what matters most to him. Not how much money they made, but did they do the right thing with what they were given? They did. They were faithful. And he was thrilled to see what they had done while he had been away. But that's not the end of the story. There's the third servant. And the third servant comes back in. And we pick up his story in verse 24. Have a look at verse 24. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. And then we're told, the master replied, verse 26, you wicked, lazy servants. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the story ends there. And it couldn't be more different, could it, for that last servant? Come, enter the joy of your master's happiness. Come share it with me, O faithful one. Depart from me, O wicked one. You are going to be separated from my joy. And when you ask the question, what went wrong here? It's not actually so much a what, but more of a why. Did you notice how this third servant described his master? It's like biting in to a piece of sour, unripe fruit. I don't know if you've ever done that. You've picked an apple too early, and you've bitten into it, and your mouth has been filled with sour juice, and it makes all your lips curl inside on themselves. That's what this third servant thought that his master was like, a bitter, sour, hard piece of unripe fruit. And so do you see the issue with him? It's not so much what he did, but why he did it. That's what he thought about his master. But friends, is there, is there anything in this story that justifies that view of the master? He has been so very generous and kind to all of his servants. What made him believe that his master was a sour, unripe piece of fruit? And so do you see, in the end, this third servant, yeah, he probably believed in his master's power, 
but he was separated from his master's joy, yes, because of what he did, but mainly about what that revealed about the state of his heart. And you know, if you and me think of God like that, if you are here and you think of God as a piece of sour, unripe fruit, well, we're not going to have the heart to live for him, are we? In fact, the chances are we don't know the first thing about him at all. But if, like those first two, we have come to realize how generous and good and kind God is, we will want to use what we have been given for his, for his glory. You see, these first two, they weren't saved by what they made, but what they made revealed who they loved. Do you see that? They weren't saved by the money, but what they made shows who they loved. They loved him, and they wanted to use their gifts for him. And that would be a closing encouragement for us this weekend. You see, every single one of us here, from the youngest to the oldest, God has been so very generous to you. He has given each and every one of us precious gifts, bags of gold that we can use for his glory as we wait for him to return. You see, it might be that some of us here, like in this parable, do have a bit of extra gold. Maybe God has given us a bit more financial resource, a bit more wealth than others. Well, that's, that's fantastic. What a great trust. But you know, when the Son of Man comes again, he's not going to care so much about the type of car that we drove or the places that we took our holidays. But what an opportunity to use that extra gold to invest in gospel work and gospel mission. Wouldn't it be good when he comes back to say, Master, you gave me five. See, I have made five more. But of course, it's much more than just financial. There are all kinds of gifts that God has given his people. You see, it might be that you're here and you're part of a youth group or you're part of a Sunday school class and you're just very, very good at noticing lonely people in the class, in the group. And where others might ignore them, you see them and you try to welcome them and bring them in a bit to the center. Well, look, you're not going to get on any gifted and talented program at school for that. But what a fantastic gift that is, to be able to use that to welcome and involve lonely people in the church. Wouldn't it be good to use that so that when Jesus comes, you can say, Master, you gave me five. See, I've got five more. Or as we were hearing in our first session this morning, it might be that you're at a stage of life where you've got some gifts, a bit of time, and the opportunity to think about a ministry trainee scheme. Maybe you're in that position. Well, wouldn't it be good to have a conversation with a pastor, with an elder, and just to say, what do you think? Maybe I could use my bags of gold that way. Master, you've given five. Here's five more. And then what about the gift of truth that God has given to each and every one of us. You see, do you realize that over the past 48 hours, God has made a very precious investment in over 2,000 people. He has given us all bags of gold from the Bible 
And wouldn't it be good to go away from here with a plan and a prayer? Lord, help me not to forget what I have learned, but to put it into practice, to use the truth, the gold that you have given, and to put it to work as I wait for my master Jesus to come back. You see, there is no way that we can earn God's love. God's love has been freely given to us in the person of Jesus. But this story tells us that a day is coming when Jesus Christ is going to return and he will put his arm around each and every one of us and he will say, my brother and my sister, how did it go? What did you do with what I gave you? It's not like a horrible exam that we've got to pass. But as our heavenly brother, he will say, my brother, my sister, how did it go? Let's settle the accounts together. What did you do with what you were given? The church is not a competition, okay? This is not a story saying we should be, you know, why haven't I got as much as so-and-so? Or I wish I had as much as him. Or why aren't I as gifted as her? Or I hate this gift. I wish I had that gift. We can leave all of that to God. But this parable is an encouragement that whoever we are and whatever we've been given, wouldn't it be good as we wait for Jesus to come again to use what we have been given to make Jesus famous in the world, to tell the gospel and to love our brothers and sisters in the church? God has been so faithful to us and that's just one way that we are called to be faithful to him. So how's it going? What bags of gold have you got? And what could you use to glorify Jesus as we wait for him? Shall we pray? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful story. We thank you for the faithfulness of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us so many wonderful, precious gifts And we pray that in light of your generosity and faithfulness to us, that we would want to use what we have been given in the time that we have got left to bring glory to our kind Saviour, Jesus Christ. And we ask it in his name. Amen. Well, that's it for this one. Stay tuned as we move on to the seminar talks. Thanks for listening. 